Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with jazz bassist Corker and Holt. He is promoting his latest 2018 CD called The Mecca. He is originally from Washington, D.C. and began West African percussion at four and studying the upright bass at the age of 10 at the renowned D.C. Youth Orchestra. And over a very rich and storied career that he has had, he is in the midst of making more magic. He's played with legends and greats and has great stories. We caught him on the road, so please get to know him and dig this interview, my friends. Hey, how are you, man? I'm good. I'm doing well, thanks, man. How, are you in Are you in Paris? I'm in uh, Rouen. It's like an hour and a half outside of Paris right now. Right on. Yeah. Well, hey, man, I know you're far away. I know you got a lot going on, so thank you for taking a minute out for me and Neon Jazz. I appreciate it. Oh, man, of course, man. I'm glad I, glad I caught you. Right on. Let's dive right in here and talk about the Mecca. Great album. Okay. Another evolutionary step for you in your career. So talk to me yeah. about this album. How do you feel about it? Man, so far, I've just been very uh, thankful, man. I'm, I'm just really happy that it's been really well received. You know, it's it's been in the top. I mean, it was number three. It went all the way up to number three on uh, jazz radio. Um, it was actually number one for like three weeks in, on Kansas uh, in the radio station in Kansas. So, you know, I'm just really, um, man, I've just been really thankful, man, to, you know, that it's, that it's doing so well, man. All the shows have been, been going very well, you know, great crowds. Um, people have been waiting on it for, for quite some time. So, you know, man, I've just, uh, man, I couldn't be, couldn't be happier, man, with, you know, with, uh, how well things are going. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to, just to make sure that people get the music and, uh, people are in tune with it and people are connected to it. And, um, it seems as though, um, it's reaching, you know, it's reaching some, some audiences, you know, of course, jazz listeners, but even people that, aren't necessarily familiar with jazz and, and, you know, can be above their heads at times. You know, people seem to be connecting to it. You know, it uh, seems like uh, being told it's something for everybody um, as far as the recording is going. So, man, you know, it's been uh, it's been really, been really good, man. It's been really good. I'm just, um, I'm, out, I'm out on tour now uh, with Kenny Garrett for like the next couple of months or so. So, you know, um, I'm excited to, to get back to keep you know to keep setting some things up to keep on pushing uh, pushing the record and uh, performing the music and bringing it to everybody, man. But it's been it's been going very well so far. You have had kind of a storied family lineage and childhood. You started at the age of ten in D.C. and your great grandfather, who you share a birthday with, was a bass player who grew up in High Point, North Carolina, growing up right. next door to John Coltrane. Talk to me about that connection and your youth and growing up my um so my great grandfather lived lived next door to uh coltrane and coltrane was very young he was uh about eight years old so um he actually my great grandfather taught him music lessons this is before train even played saxophone and played clarinet um this is you know what the family you know family history tells me so um he actually taught him bass when he was little when he was little, pretty much, and uh, and then my my grandma ended up going to high school with Train, and um, and they were and they were cool, you know, they were cool. And when Train ended up moving to Philadelphia, um, my grandmother would still speak to him from time to time, you know, uh, over over the phone, you know, from time to time, and um, you know that that history of the music um, was was really strong in my family. You know, I didn't have too many um, professional musicians that that I know of, at least. With 
my parents, you know, my parents were, were neither one of them were professional musicians, but they were music lovers. And my grandfather, um, who was actually married to my grandmother, this is all on my father's side, was also from North Carolina. And um, so whenever Train would come to D.C. later on and play, he would play in Bohemian Caverns, um, my grandfather would go and hang out with him. My, my dad actually gave me a program of, uh, from a concert, man, from like 19... I think it was like 1958 or something like that, and it was like a dollar fifty cent to go here and train. And my my grandfather was there, and um, you know, so there's always been this love for the music. And uh, when I was, I grew up in D.C. I was born in North Carolina, but grew up in D.C. Um, from from a toddler, from very small. I was playing percussion, West African percussion, when I was four, and I always just, um, you know, I knew from that point, from the age of four, that I wanted to be a musician. And so my dad actually, um, you know, by the time I was 10 years old, he went to this music program called DC Youth Orchestra Program, and he was going to sign me up to play percussion. But there weren't there weren't any available uh, spots in uh, the percussion section. So my dad thought about it, and he was like, you know, um, my great-grandfather played bass. You know, let's sign him up to play bass. You know, it holds the time along with the drums. You know, it's a rhythmic instrument. You know, it could be very interesting. You know, you never know what could happen. So um, in those early days, those, those early times from the age of 10 until about 13, I really didn't like the bass too much. You know, I, I still played it, you know, but I didn't like it too much. And then eventually I went to performing arts high school in, in uh, Washington, D.C. While I was still in the D.C. Youth Orchestra program on the weekends, I started this performing arts high school um, called Duke Ellington. I started to really you know, embrace the jazz, the jazz culture. And, um, I really, um, started to have a lot of guys come in, older musicians from, from New York, from DC come in and they would work with us as young kids. And I started to be able to connect my uh, percussion stuff to my bass playing, which made it very interesting. And then I, I started, started to fall in love with jazz, um, as a music because it, to me, it was, you know, it's all about the moment and, uh, being spontaneous, you know, you can improvise and you can, actually put yourself into the music so from that point on man i was playing on uh on the washington dc scene from a teenager you know while i was still at duke ellington and um you know on the scene and then i eventually went to college undergrad in virginia still went back to uh washington on the weekends i was at shenandoah conservatory and then when i finished there in 2004 i went back to dc for a year and then i moved to new york after that and um, I just fell into the to the scene, fell into the New York scene while I was at Queens College, and I was able to play with a lot of different, uh, connect with a lot of musicians that I had met before I went to New York. So by the time I got to New York, I had some connections, and everything kind of just uh, came together from there. You know, um, my whole journey from my childhood all the way up to where I am now at 35. You know, I've been able to play with a lot of the musicians that I've always wanted to play with, that I've dreamed of playing with. As like I'm telling you right now, I'm on tour with Kenny Garrett. I've been wanting to play with him since I was a teenager. So I had that opportunity, man. And uh, the Mecca, you know, my whole, my record is all about my whole journey through life, you know, coming from Washington, D.C. to uh, to New York City, which to me is, is what the Mecca is. You know, that's what I'm speaking of. When I speak of the Mecca, I'm speaking of New York City um, because it's that place where, all of the musicians on the record. I, I met all of these different musicians in New York. We all came together and, and grown as artists. And 
you know, we've uh, started from one point, and we're now at another another point, and then it just continues. But uh, the Mecca is that place, that meeting of the minds and the meeting of uh, the most creative people in the world who come together in different, you know, all sorts of different types of uh, fields, you know. But uh, art and music is definitely very strong. So uh, this the record really captures these different moments of my life, and I have different dedications uh, to people throughout the record. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a whole... Kind of like my, my statement of where I am right now in my life, and um, you know where and what's to come. You know what I mean, and it's just a documentation of uh, what's happening. And so you know, it's try, I try to get that across to everybody who's checking the music out and everyone who comes to the show, so I can bring them on that whole that whole ride with me. You know, give them my whole experience. So yeah. you you've clearly learned so much from being out in the world and playing with cats, but you've also had such great education from the Duke Ellington School, Shenandoah, you went to, uh, you got your master's degree. Talk to me about what you learned in a formal education environment that really benefited you as a player, whether it was mentors or just the straight up education. I would say definitely um, a little bit of both. Um, mentorship is uh, very was very um, important. That was something that I, I really gained at an early age. Um, my mentor from Duke Ellington is, is still my mentor to this day. Name his name is Davey Yarbrough. So definitely mentorship and and, and um, gaining that uh, professional aspect at a very young age um, through through being in school. Uh, different connections, you know, uh, with with different students that I that I met while I was there. You know, um, a lot of these guys uh, and, and ladies that I've met throughout from that time in my education. You know, we're lifelong friends. You know, and uh, we could uh, help each other out, you know, as, as we continue to uh, to move forward in our profession. There's definitely was a discipline that I that I learned um, in in school. You know, I'm I'm also one who thinks that you can't learn everything there is about playing uh, music, especially jazz. You can't learn all of that in school. You can learn certain aspects, but um, you know, you really learn a lot more on the bandstand and actually living life. But what school did for me was definitely gave me those degrees gave me that that discipline um and helped me make some make those connections make some connections with different people um, when i moved to new york i made sure i was at queen's college to get my master's because i never knew what would happen if i would get a gig or not you know um you know who who knows what would happen but i, I kind of looked at school as kind of like that that anchor to allow me to do other things you know so um it benefited me um in so many ways man you know um like I said, mentorship, discipline, and, and those connections, man. And then that, that information, you know, uh, studying theory, studying arranging, studying history, um, taking private lessons with, with some of the, the most amazing bassists in the, in the world, such as Michael Bowie, Buster Williams, Ron Carter, you know, uh, Peter Betts, Steve Novosel, you know, I mean, the, the, the list kind of goes on. Um, so, you know, it's... Uh, Everything has, has has played its role. Learning learning to play in school, but also learning to play on the scene. You know, they balance each other out. Definitely. And then, you know, along with playing with all of these amazing people, you've also been out. In 2009, you toured the Middle East as a jazz ambassador. You've been all over the world. Now you're in France. What is it like to hit the road and to present your music to not only different people, but people from very different cultures? Man, I you know, that's... 
me, that's what it's all about, man. You know, um, music is definitely universal language, you know, and, and we realize that, you know, as, as a human race, there's so many times that we, we deal with all of these, we focus on these differences that we have, you know, culturally. You know, this person is of this religion, is of this descent, you know, um, this person likes this kind of food, you know, they, they, they were brought up this way, I'm brought up that way. But, you know, the beautiful thing about it is, man, with music, that kind of almost cancels all of that stuff out, you know. So there's a there's a respect amongst musicians uh, throughout the world. There's a respect amongst the, the from the listeners to those that are listening. So I think it's, it's definitely um, a language that I find brings us all together. Um, I remember specifically uh, when I did that Middle East tour, I actually played... The band that I played with was, was out of New York, but we actually came together with a band, with an Iraqi band. And there was a lot of tension between the U.S. and Iraq during that time, you know, um, which is why we were there. We were there to kind of like bring peace between the cultures, you know, and music has always kind of stood for that, you know. So all the differences that we had culturally, you know, we were able to come together as musicians and put all of that aside and, and, and smile and make music together and find a sense of harmony. So I, I think music music does that. You know, music, that's what music stands for. You know, um, it's supposed to be a healing force, you know. And um, so far, man, you know, I, I'm just, I'm thankful to be able to do that, to be able to go around the world and, and communicate with people and, and, and connect with people and give them a piece of myself, let them know where I come from. And then hear where they come from, you know, so, uh, and music is just, uh, being able to travel and being able to do that is a blessing, man, you know, that's just, just, I couldn't think of a, of a better way to connect with people. So, reading your biography, talking to you already up to this point, I get the, I get the, the realization that there's a lot of dreams that have come true for you, so I ask you this, how do you feel about your career up to this point? Man, I, I feel like I've, Fortunately, been able to to do a lot of a lot of everything that I that I've always wanted to do, man. You know, um, I'm really I'm I'm thankful and I'm pleased. Of course, of course, there's so much more that I want to do. I just want to keep getting better and keep going to the next level, man. But I, you know, man, I'm so thankful, man. At, up to this point, being able to play with, with all of these different people and being able to to live how I've lived and. and and to be able to take care of my family, doing what I love, you know, um, and, and just being able to have all of these different, these different mentors and see all of these different places, man. I, I remember being a kid, you know, and people would ask me, well, what do you want to do? You know, when you grow up, I've actually been able to do what I want to do when, when I grow up. But now, I'm, but I'm still never, to be honest with you, man, I'm, I'm still never satisfied with, with everything. I'm thankful and, and, and I, you know, and I'm so glad that these things have happened and they're happening, but I always wanted to continue to keep going, to get to the next level. You know what I'm saying? But man, so far, man, I'm beyond thankful for everything I've been able to accomplish so far, man. You know, um, I couldn't, man, there's so many people that, that aren't able to do what they, that they love to do. And I, and I can say for a fact that I've been doing what I love to do, man. So I'm just thankful for that. So why do you love jazz? I love jazz because of um, because of how it, it makes me feel. 
there's a feeling that it gives me, you know, and, and when we say jazz, the thing about jazz, jazz evolves so much now, you know, there's so many different types of music, but the thing that attracts me most to the, the, the art form, um, that, that, you know, that we call jazz, as far as being a player for me, I feel like I could be dealing with so many different types of emotions in my life, you know, being, being an artist, you know, and, and carrying things on my shoulders and carrying things in my heart. And when I play, when I play this music, I'm able to actually give myself and, 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 and express those, my innermost feelings through my instrument, you know, through my craft. And I'm able to, to communicate that to those that are listening and have them and let them into my world. You know what I mean? That's, that's what I love the most about this music. You know, this music is a, is a platform that allows the, the musicians to express themselves, you know, and to be heard, you know, and it takes time, you know, it takes focus, and it takes years, and you get better the older you get, you know, the older you get, you continue to grow, there's no ceiling, there's no ceiling to this, to this music, you know, so these are reasons why, you know, why I love jazz, and it was created, you know, where, where, I, where I come from, man, and, uh, and it's been able to take me, take me all of these different places, man, you know, um, just a powerful, it's a powerful force, man. That's, you know, I love, I love being able to improvise, you know. Like I said, when I started playing as a child, when I was playing percussion, you're playing all these different rhythms. It's very exciting. You're able to express yourself. You're playing in a drum ensemble, you're able to express yourself. Then when you play jazz, it's very similar. You know, you're in an ensemble. You have your moment where you're able to solo. Then you have your moment where you're, you support what's going on around you. So... Oh, I'm I'm definitely into supporting what's going on around me, and I'm I'm definitely about being in the front also. So it's, it kind of gives me um, the moments, the the moments to to really uh, bring the listener in and let them know what I'm what I'm, my innermost feelings. Speaking of that innermost feelings, I want to yeah. know everyone has a version of you: your family, your friends, and your fans, and your colleagues. Mm-hmm. But you're running your life. Who do you think you are? I think I'm. Uh, Man, I think I'm definitely in a place of a new beginning. You know, I, I think I'm a person that, that most people could talk to. You know, I, I uh, when I'm comfortable, when I'm comfortable, I'm very, I'm, I'm very funny. You know, I, I'm uh, a very funny person. I feel like people can really open up to me. But right now, I'm a father. Like, my son was just born four months ago, my first child. So I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a which is which is all very new to me. I'm an artist, you know. I'm a musician. I'm. I feel like I'm responsible overall, and I just want to be want to continue to be that way. I feel. I feel like, you know, I, nobody's perfect, man. Nobody's perfect, but but I feel like um, I'm, I'm constantly working on being the best version of me that I can be, as far as a as far as a musician, as far as a man. As far as a father, and as far as a husband, um, so I'm trying to just always just improve. This this whole music, you know, I'm a man of music. I'm a man of music, and music to me is life, you know, because it's all it's all connected. It's all a craft, and if I push hard and I work hard and I listen to what's around me, and I'm able to respond the best way that I can, I think I'm I think I'm okay, you know. I think I'm okay. I dig it. If that makes sense. <laughs> if that makes sense, you know? Totally makes sense. Yeah. And that, I think that's a great way to wrap everything up. 
Mr. Holt, thank you for taking your time out. It's been an honor to speak with you. Good luck on the tour. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, man. Thanks for listening and tuning in to yet another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players in Washington, D.C., Kansas City, and spots all over the globe, giving fans all that jazz. And thanks to Mr. Holt for his time, honesty, and his stories. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino on the iTunes Store. Visit NeonJazz at YouTube.com. And for everything Neon Jazz, go to the NeonJazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.